The following is a fourth-hand production. Remember how we told you people think the earth is hollow? Well, it doesn't stop there. Break out some cheese dip and put on your Mactonite cosplay because it is time for Hollow Moon on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that has no idea what's actually on the moon, but we're sure of one thing it isn't normal. This is Hysteria 51. Been to 300 versions of Earth's moon, including this one, and I've never seen signs of a regular dude, as you describe him, hanging out up there. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your hosts and galactic scientists on this exploratory mission, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Scientists, John. Scientists. Is this the first part of some kind of magic trick? I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. And Brent, tonight, we scientists have a doozy. The Hollow Moon. Uh, not to be confused with Hollow Earth or Flat Earth, though this one is a bit more obscure, believe it or not. That that almost stings to say out loud, but a little bit more obscure. It is. It is. Uh, that's why it took us a while to do it. Not as many believers. Luckily... Maybe. <laughs> Can't believe you created a whole show for me. Now cancel it. I believe. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the first host to disappear when it's time to do actual work. The one and only conspiracy bot. We could be infested with these things, so we gotta keep an eye out for any zany, wacky characters that pop up. I built Seabot in my lab to help host and produce the show. Instead, he just runs up a credit bill and drinks too much. If I wanted a second wife, I could move to Utah. Baby, I'm just joking, baby. Why did the booth turn red? How's that work? <laughs> did you forget she was in here? Or, uh... just slipped out. You still can believe in yourself. Anyway, guys, I think I can debunk this hollow moon thing once and for all. I'll just go up there and check it out. And how exactly do you plan on doing that, Seabot? You are aware of my sweet new jetpack, correct? Did you remember it's a shoebox? Just go with it. <clears throat> sure, Seabot. Uh, you know, your jetpack, yeah. Well. By my calculations, I only need one metric ton of red mercury to distill down into an energon cube powerful enough to get me there. Energon cubes? Like, you're talking like Transformers? Prepare the energon cubes! Exactly. Megatron is my hero. But enough chit-chat. Brent, where's your credit card? First, no credit card for you. We've talked about this. I'm going to be drinking Sharkleberry Finn Kool-Aid for the rest of my natural life. Thanks to the last time you had my credit card. And second, where would you even buy Red Mercury? Spencer's at the mall. I, I actually kind of believe that. <laughs> the place has some weird stuff. At least it did what I remember. I, oddly, I, I kind of believe it as well. I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. Man... Do you remember when we were kids, the Spencers in our mall, it was just a one-story thing, but they built a second little floor you had to walk up to see the dildos and shit in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And the now go- they're just out in and, the shelves. And the good posters. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I remember correctly? Did it used to be called Spencer Gifts? Yeah. 
I think because it's just Spencer's now. It might still technically like Spencer Gifts Holdings or something crazy like that. Sure, you know? sure. Doing business as <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. My favorite thing about Spencer. I mean, going back to when I was going in there, way too young to be going in there. Yeah. Were all the prank, like the gag gifts. Yeah, yeah. You can you can get yourself you know you know a cup. That's got boobies on it, and then when you push a button, the bra pops off. Or a cane with a honker and a mirror on the bottom, you know? I more meant, like, you know, candy that tasted like dirt. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, the, the soap the, that makes you dirty. Right. Yeah, you yeah. Fart, uh, fart powder. The thing you put... I, we actually got this one time, and we did it to my dad. The thing you put into a cigarette, and it explodes. Yes, yeah. Not nearly as funny when you do it to somebody. That's... And then more just smokes and stinks real bad. <laughs> <laughs> they lose a lip. Uh, <laughs> that stuff. I, I mean, I loved that. stuff. I just thought it was the coolest stuff in the world. Not the, you know, the fake vomit. Who cares? I'm talking about the real, like, yeah, somebody bites down on it and their mouth is blue for a week. <laughs> oh, that, that's just called lead, lead paint. Oh, <laughs> lead paint. Yeah. And their lips were blue for the rest of time. You go to Spencer's now and it is whatever the movie du jour is right now. You know, I'm sure it's Deadpool or whatever. And there's just everything's Deadpool. And before that, it's Avengers and everything's Avengers or Batman or, you know, it's like. But um, they do still have the adult crap. They still got uh, dildos and dirty playing cards and uh, various lots fla- of flavored lubes. Lots of T-shirts that say like "I smoke weed." Judge me, motherfucker! You know, like stupid shit like that. <laughs> I'm a member of the FBI, yeah. the female body investigators. Oh, I'm edgy and on the cusp. Where we go? <laughs> they used to have a lot of no fear shirts. I think. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Not so much Ed Hardy. Even they were above that trend. <laughs> Hey, we draw a line. Somewhere we draw a line, and this is that somewhere. Yeah. We're into cartoon tigers, but not beating our wives. So, you know, we're going to leave those leave those to Hot Topic. All right, all right. Enough hollow memories. Oh, Time for the hollow that, moon. That, that one was, that fell a little flat. Oh, oh. see what I did there? Oh, all right, all right, all right. So, hollow moon. Before we talk hollow moon, let's talk some moon facts. Sheeple. Sheeple think the moon is Earth's only natural satellite. Now, I say natural because they think it formed naturally. But, you know, us woke people know that there's nothing natural about the moon, right? Never has been. Preach, brother. (laughs) It's the fifth largest moon in our solar system. The average distance from the moon to Earth, 238,857 miles. And uh, the moon orbits the Earth every 27.3 days. And they say that every time it does a rotation, all women on Earth get really fucking angry for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) For about a week or so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, They they call that the red tide. We're going to skip right over that and move on to the (laughs) fact that it's also a terrific AWOL Nation song. Uh, the moon or, or hollow moon? moon. I don't, moon I don't know a wall nation. Oh man, you're missing out. Scrape in. Yes, I saw them here in Chicago at the Aragon, oh. which everyone loves to talk about nostalgically. But you go uh, there if you a, didn't grow up with it. It's terrible. It's a dive. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's really big, and there's no ventilation or circulation. Oh, nice. So, so in the summer, it gets really hot in there. Yeah, and everyone's smoking weed, so it just smells like a big, dank, well, disgusting. You know, now you're talking about pros, not cons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saw the luminaires there too; they were great. Uh, but enough about enough concert talk. Yeah, this right. Week. What you are forgetting is the moon was put into orbit a long time ago by alien races to observe and control all you meet sex. That is 
what a lot of people will tell you. That's that's why we're doing this episode. Most of them won't tell you that he can go join them at any time. <laughs> but, that's uh, true. The woke meat sacks will, because they are already there. So yeah, they, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that that scientists included at least that at least took a swing at at hollow moon right john i mean that's right i mean a lot of people think the moon is hollow well i mean i guess define a lot but more than one which is (laughs) is odd enough right uh because of some sort of crazy natural process is is why some of them think that (laughs) but what we're talking about is very much the opposite this is hollow because it is a giant space station brent yeah Spaceship moon, people love to say. Yes, and it's in orbit because our masters put it there. Yeah. Now, who are these masters, John? Well, I mean, it could be a number of of beings. It could be the greys. It could be the 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 reptilians. Reptile wins. It could be the Anunnaki, of course. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's yeah. where my money is. Whatever the soup du jour, the flavor of alien of the week, whoever's talking, whichever one they they kind of like. That's the one that they like to, to blame on this. It could even be the Nordics, and if it's the Nordics, Hitler's probably with them, right? Uh, well, I mean, I've seen Iron Sky. Have you seen Iron Sky? Come on now. <laughs> it, it's funny because we're going to get into this, but this is one of those topics that you had a couple real scientists come out and go, well, let's talk about this, and buzzword David Icke and people like that go, I knew it, and I'm going to cling on to this you know, for, for dear life. Scientists come out and say it doesn't exactly have the density we expected. And somehow that translates into not only is it hollow, but there are aliens inside of it. I'm your density. Almost. (laughs) Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your destiny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So why, though, why do people think this, John? Like who who we're not the first purveyors of this. No, no, (laughs) we are not. There is a whole plethora of YouTube channels and videos that will teach you all about it. But we've condensed it down. There is definitively scientific evidence proving that the moon is not as dense as you probably would think it would be. Mainstream scientists will tell you that. They'll tell Absolutely. you it's not, uh, yeah. And they've done most of this with seismic observations. So seismic observations and, you know, some other data they've collected since mostly we, we made it into space yeah, be uh, and landed orbit. on the moon yeah. mm-hmm. it indicate that it has a pretty thin crust, uh, an extensive mantle. And and small dense core that overall it's just much less dense than the Earth. So we have a we have a much bigger crust than they do, and it's just a, it's the makeup. Brent of, got sent home from school one day because of that. My much bigger crust. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, like, like you're gross. You're dirty. You're. Oh, uh, it was a producer Lisa was an I don't bathe joke. <laughs> I'd explain it to her. <laughs> she can <laughs> she smell just it. Knows how wonderful I am at all times. So it, I knew it wouldn't ring true with her. Fair enough. But Brent, even before we had seismic observations, there were pe- there were science uh, there were science fiction writers right. with, with the supposition that it might be hollow. This, this cat maybe you heard of him, H. G. Wells. Nope, not doesn't ring a bell. Nineteen oh one novel, The First Men on the Moon. Yeah, well, he talked about the moon being hollow. And then in the seventies, kind of based on some of the data that was starting to come out, people took it and ran with it. There was a book called Our Mysterious Spaceship Moon. And uh, another one that came out a few years later, Somebody Else is on the Moon. Somebody's on the Moon. Uh, it's that Mac Mac Tonight, that, that McDonald's character. Remember those? Doesn't that kind of sound like a Barry Manilow song? Somebody yeah, else, somebody's is, else. Somebody else is on the moon. Uh, the guy who played Mac tonight, the old McDonald's character, the guy who was Abe Sapien in Hellboy. Must have had Dropping a really hard time finding a cap that fit. <laughs> 
Uh, no, you just put it on the very tip. <laughs> Any of them fit. It's like those memes. Yeah. How, how does a horse wear pants? Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. Which how did Mac tonight wear a hat? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is home like, what the hell is Mac? Google it, baby. What, what's Mac tonight? <laughs> Showing our age. But now, though, we're going to look at the concept of the moon as a spaceship. It's often mentioned as one of David Icke's beliefs. And those are many. Uh, we, we've mentioned him in a lot of shows. Right. If you're a fan of this show, what's wrong with you? But if you're a fan of this show, you've heard us talk about David Icke in the past. He's basically the originator of the reptilian agenda. So think Bill Cooper, but he never, you know, went so crazy as to go uber racist and stop paying his taxes. But. He did stick with the whole aliens and this and that and the other. And, and, and one of the things that he has, for scientific reasons he loves to tout, believes is that the moon is hollow. And the funny part about Ike, if you aren't familiar, we, we've gone over this story in the past. I think we did in the Reptilians episode. But he was a soccer player in England, yep. just a normal dude. Then he became a sportscaster, kind of the normal the normal progression for former athletes. And he literally just didn't. He shoot. was trying to, to hang a picture in his bathroom, slipped on the <laughs> wet porcelain, hit his head. When he woke up, he saw reptilians yeah. <laughs> um, and he literally had a meltdown on camera. And from then on was talking about how the reptilians rule the world. As you do. You know, that's that's how it happens. That is you actually saw an awakening. <laughs> Or just you Google saw, awakening. I'm sure that's all you you'll saw. Get. A synapse just yeah. go out is more what you saw. His left eye started fluttering. <laughs> Anyone else smell burnt almonds? Yeah. Is someone making toast? <laughs> that's now we're gonna get letters. <laughs> more? Yeah. Let's talk about this theory. Where did it actually come from? Well, I, I keep saying that there's scientists behind this. So. In 1970, these guys, Michael Vason or Vassen and uh, Alexander Shcherbakovich. I'm shocked that you didn't try to kick, kick that one to me. You try it. Say it. Uh, uh, Mikhail Vason and Alexander Shcherbakov. Okay, I'm going to spell this. It's got an S-H and a C-H next to it. S-H-C-H-E-R-B-A-K-O-V. Hell of a word. You tried, Seabat. Sure, back off. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Yeah. Of what was then the Soviet Academy of Science, they advanced this this thought or this hypothesis that the moon is a spaceship created by unknown beings. And, and as I'm sure you're all well, well aware, everything that came out of uh, Soviet Russia. Mother Russia. Mother Russia yeah. was 100% true. Right. Not guided by the state at all. <laughs> not, and, and as not, well as not anymore. And not meant to misinform anyone. So this article is entitled, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? Question mark. And it was published in Sputnik, the Soviet equivalent of Reader's Digest. Now, Sputnik does have a lot of interesting articles. And in doing what we do, we, we never I, set up. A, we never sent up a satellite called Reader's Digest. Yeah, though. that's true. Um, I do find a lot of things like when I'm researching, I go to Sputnik magazine. A lot of people, it's all translated and, and they did a lot of interesting things, but then you get a lot of stuff like this. And why'd they say it? Well, their theory relies heavily on the suggestion that large lunar craters, so you can see some of them, uh, thought oh, to be, right now, go outside. Yeah. Man. Thought to be formed from meter impacts are generally too shallow and have, unless you're on an airplane, do not go outside right now. If yeah, you're that's on an right. Airplane. They're generally too shallow and have flatter, even convex bottoms. 
and which doesn't make a lot of sense as far as the way we see craters on Earth. Wait, I, this just hit me, and this is brilliant. Uh, bear with me. Was Freddie Mercury talking about the moon when he said, fat bottom girls, they make the rockin' world go round? Well, I don't know, but I did watch uh, the video for Bicycle, and it's just a bunch of naked women riding bicycles, So, and he calls them fat bottom girls, so... Yes, I'm going to say I think, yes. I think he was actually talking about <laughs> celestial bodies. I can't wait for that movie, by the way. The dude know, from um, Robot, I, or Mr. Robot. Uh, Mr. Robot, yeah. So these cats, they looked at this this data, and they, they decided that these small meteors are making cup-shaped depressions in the rocky surface of the moon, while the larger meteors are drilling through a rocky layer and hitting an armored hole underneath. And silly scientists, <laughs> they think it's natural. No, it's just the whole of a giant, giant celestial spaceship, satellite spaceship. So you know how you see on, on various movies and television shows when they go out into the wilderness and they, they set up a trap or perhaps a camp and they want to camouflage it. So they throw, throw some, some dirt over it or some, some uh, boughs from, from uh, various local tree, mm-hmm. flora and fauna. That's what the aliens did, only they covered the entire surface of it with rock like a skittle. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. more no, that's not true. Uh, perhaps more like a whopper, because those are hollow in the middle. <laughs> what whoppers are you eating? Whopper? What, the, the malt, malt, malt oh, balls. Oh, I think of like a whopper, like a, the burger. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm like, I don't get that reference. And Lisa's in the booth going like, you, she's giving me like, I'm an idiot. I'm like, I've eaten Whoppers. I don't know. They were never hollow. You're getting screwed over, John. <laughs> so they, they were referencing an earlier astrophysicist, this guy named Yusuf Shiklovsky, we're going to call him. Who suggested, that was actually decent. I think that's good. I'm surprised. He suggested the Martian moon uh, Phobos was an artificial satellite and hollow. Spoiler. Scientists have uh, since shot down that theory. They don't, no. they don't say that that's true. But he, he They just didn't dig deep enough. That's true. He came out and said that, and they go, oh, that makes sense. So uh, our moon's that way, too. Then you got skeptical author Jason Calavito. He points out that all of their evidence is circumstantial. <laughs> well, well isn't know, that, you know. You don't say. <laughs> but science, a lot of science is circumstantial. So hey. until you've Until you've actually conducted tests and maybe even dug down wouldn't evidence inherently be circumstantial? Well, that's true. But he, he points that in the 60s, the atheistic Soviet Union promoted the ancient astronaut concept as an attempt to undermine the West's faith in religion. Now, that that digs back even as far as when we talked about uh, Roswell, they have came out and said that Roswell, that crash was actually the Russians crashed a a, a craft with deformed children to spark our whole People believing that there's aliens, people questioning God and things like that. That is a recurring theme with the the USSR baiting us into catastrophe. So what you're saying really is that Giorgio Tsoukalos and his entire show is fake news, Russian propaganda uh, in order to overthrow our government. If you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. Fake news. That's exactly it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Fox, CNN, 
and uh, whatever ancient aliens, whatever other news source you like, and uh, yeah, ancient aliens. They're all in the same. They're all in the bag, baby. <laughs> Prometheus is that Prometheus Entertainment? Right? Yeah. It's so much, and this is, as we do these, you keep seeing these East versus West, such a huge player in so many of these things. That or they like to blame one another when something happens and you don't really know the truth. Well, we we joke about the Ruskies, but the reality is that there was a lot of disinformation coming from both sides back then in an attempt to throw the other one off. That's how, mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back to our remote viewing episode, that's how research into remote viewing started. We right. thought that they had made progress in remote viewing. The reason we thought that was that they they made up this false thing to make us think that. Right. And then we started studying it and they said, hey, wait, I hope the Americans aren't making actual progress in this. We better start studying. How it. many goats have to die <laughs> just for them to be able to say if it's true or not? Damn Cold War. You know, the men who stare at goats. The, the one thing that science will tell you that these uh, hollow mooners, they love to tout as this big talking point is the moon rings like a bell, John. People it, probably heard that. Like, what's that about? My first question, and we'll get to what they actually meant, was rings like a bell. That's interesting because in the vacuum of space, you're not supposed to be able to hear sound like that. When you go out on a real clear night and there's no light pollution, you hear this. <laughs> I get it. I get I get where they're getting that from. And, and that's coming from the moon. Sure, <laughs> that makes sense. Between 1972 and 1977, seismometers were installed on the moon by the Apollo missions that were uh, to record moonquakes. Yeah. Like earthquakes, but they're on the moon. The real goal of the seismic experiments was to figure out the moon's internal structure, measuring how long the reverberations last and how powerful they are, how big the waves get can reveal what the moon is actually yeah, made they, of. they do that on Earth, and then they take in the magnetic uh, fields and the poles and things, and they can tell you real closely how thick the mantle and the crust of Earth is and how big our core is, and that's how they know these things, and they're like, well, let's figure it out on the moon. So it was described as, quote, ringing like a bell, and that's the, the terminology that everyone picks up on. Yeah, some during- of the, the, the shallow quakes, they use that terminology. Man, the guy who did that probably is kicking himself. <laughs> that that's very true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it really all started the 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 mass um, conversation about ringing like a bell mm-hmm. with Apollo twelve. Apollo twelve deliberately crashed their ascent stage of their lunar module into the moon's surface. It was claimed that the moon rang like a bell for an hour, which led to arguments that it must be hollow, right. like a bell. Yeah. And who has who whose idea was this, Jen? Can you believe it? Can you realize that we, that you and I, that all of us, have actually begun the exploration of another world? We have taken the first historic step into our solar system. I am Werner von Braun. <laughs> Nazi alert! Man, this one's, we're firing all cylinders yeah, in this one. right. Reptilians, Nazis. That's right. After his work with the military, which came after Operation Paperclip, which came after him being a, a Nazi douchebag, yeah. Von Braun became a senior official with NASA. He served as a director of the newly formed Marshall Space Flight Center and as the chief architect of the Saturn V super heavy lift launch vehicle that propelled the Apollo spacecraft to the moon. So they basically, said, hey, hey, they said, hey, remember that shit that you shot at us? What if we didn't put a warhead on the top and make it go up? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I can do that. Not kill. Hmm. <laughs> 
can I get back to you? <laughs> That's exactly what he sounded like. It's uncanny. I don't know if you know them. We'll include a house in the suburbs of Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they all clap like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. As I just mentioned, the Saturn V, the Saturn V, that is the, that is the spaceship and the, or the rocket that sent the spaceship, all of the Apollo missions to, to the moon. Yeah. So to follow up the bell sound that they heard on the Apollo 12, Von Braun decided that for the Apollo 13 trip, that they would crash an even heavier portion of the rocket into the moon's surface. And th- uh, <laughs> one of the astronauts from Apollo 13, as you, if you, if you're not familiar with Apollo 13, mm-hmm. That was the one where everything went wrong. The crew was almost lost. Tom Hanks said, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, one of the one of the astronauts from that trip is quoted as saying, yeah, us crashing uh, that bigger portion of the rocket into the moon is the only thing that went right on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, but so when they did it, you know, the heavier rocket it rang like a gong for three hours. Stop using analogies like I, that, I Greg. Out of a bitch. <laughs> I'm really good with them. <laughs> but what they're saying is it put out vibrations because yeah. vibrations are what turns into sound. Yeah. That vibrations that would emulate like something like that mm-hmm. for a very long time. The vibrations from these two impacts lasted longer than scientists expected. Far longer than the equivalent vibrations would last on Earth. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was it was almost as if the moon was ringing like a bell. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? Uh, bing. Uh, the strange this strange result forced scientists to think differently about the moon and its composition. Yeah, so you got these lunar seismology experiments. Uh, since they've shown that the lunar body has shallow moon quakes, these 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 ringing things, they act differently from quakes, as you said, on Earth, due to the difference in the texture, type of density of the planetary strata. But there's no evidence of any large empty spaces inside, meaning it makes sense that since it's a different makeup, that's exactly what would happen. But people go, I didn't hear that. I heard Bell. Yeah, I heard Bell. And guess and- what? I'm looking at Bell right now. This bastard's hollow. <laughs> so it must Is there an be alien hollow. inside of that one? Probably. Uh, this is so anecdotal and doesn't because obviously rock on the surface probably isn't the same as what's inside. But I mean, think about a, any moon rock you've ever. It's like porous, right? Right. Right. Exactly. It, it, it's very. They're light. Yep. So there's no empty space inside the moon, or that's what they want you to believe. Hola, David. Me, I'm a Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn, and people, millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use, like, the built-in true accent features that gives you 
this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally though, this is something that we use and we have, both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term and uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow. redeem 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 how do they do it rush day you're 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <a> day <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So... We just take scientist's word for it, John, that it's just porous and, and different makeup. Well, you know? I mean, we should at least listen to what they have to say. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. No, doesn't, no, but let's listen anything. to what they have to say. It turns out the impacts were characteristic of one of four types of moonquakes that the uh, scientists had studied from those uh, seismic sensors we talked about earlier. Some moonquakes originate deep below the surface because of lunar tides. You know, the gravity plays. You're saying there's water on the moon? You, oh, crap. It is a water-covered hollow bell. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. No. Why uh, would they use that terminology otherwise? That is a blatant slip-up from someone in the know 
just letting us get a peek inside. They're, they're working. Well, they're we work- all know what NASA stands for. Yeah. Never, Never a straight, straight answer. answer. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, they're actually talking about the loon, the tides on Earth, the, the loon, the interplay of gravity, the gravitational pull. A lot pull. of people are going to tell you that the the moon causes the tides, but the way that you said it makes it sound like there's water on the moon, John. I'm sticking with that. And so we're that. just going to go with that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, now, some some of the other moon quakes are thermal quakes caused by the sun thawing the frozen surface at, at the start of a new lunar day, and others are even caused by impacting meteors. However, the fourth kind of moonquake, that's the shallow type of moonquake occurring roughly 20 or 30 miles below the surface. Mm-hmm. That's what the Apollo 12 and Apollo 13 produced, and these are also the most violent type of moonquakes. So between 72 and 77, scientists recorded 28 shallow moonquakes registering as high as 5.5 on the Richter scale. Right. On Earth, that would you know move some heavy furniture or crack some plaster, nothing big. Yeah. Um, but the difference is on Earth, they die down in a matter of minutes. Yeah, and these bastards kept ringing. Just like they said, kept... like three hours for when they 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 the lat when Apollo 13 right. dropped their their dropped their load. And thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, and the reason for that is it all comes down to water. Uh, there's moisture in the materials that make up our planet, and, and, and that expands their structure. Mm-hmm. As energy from an earthquake moves through our planet, that damp material acts like a sponge, yep. absorbing the energy of the waves and ultimately, after it's done wreaking havoc, deadening their effects. Yeah. But, the, but the moon is dry, cool, rigid. And it, it's just more like a solid rock than a sponge. So right. it, it's just <laughs> this is this is make believe hour. Keep going. <laughs> so even if a moon quake is less intense, there's nothing to deaden the vibrations or slow it down. They just go back and forth through the body of the moon until the solid stone eventually stops them. The quote unquote ringing bell is the shock waves reverberating through that stone. Yeah, yeah. So you got Cornell University's Ask an Astronomer. It's run by volunteers at the astronomy department. Answer the question, can we prove that the moon isn't hollow? Because as as you know, that is one of the questions that people are obviously going to task them with. And physicists... Here, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, Suniti uh, Karuntalek. You, you skipped half the middle, or you skipped the middle of his name. Karunatiliaki. <laughs> Karunatilek. Karunatilek. Yeah. This guy suggests, or girl, I don't even know. I, I apologize. I, I'm, I don't know. The physicist suggests that there are at least two ways to determine the distribution of mass within a body. So we're gonna, we're gonna teach you a little bit here. The first is the earthquake method we've been discussing. You know, you can, you can check it out by measuring the waves and things. The other involves the moment of inertia parameters. Uh, uh, there's no mystical energy field controls my destiny. It's all a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. Actually, I, I found a clip that, that will actually explain it to us. Now, basically, the only new principle involved is that instead of power being generated by the relative motion of conductors and fluxes, it's produced by the modial interaction of magnetoreluctance and capacitive directance. The original machine had a base plate of pre-famulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fam. So there you get it. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, that, yeah now yeah. that part made sense. But to, to break it down for the layman listening, uh, Karunt Untalake yeah. uh, points out that the moment of inertia parameters indicate that the core of the moon is both dense and small. 
With the rest of the moon consisting of material with nearly constant density, these observations have... Internal walls and structures that they use for the command center, yeah. (laughs) These observations, and where they sleep, of course, uh, these observations have constrained the thickness of the moon's crust, mantle, and core, suggesting that, in fact, could not be hollow, Brent. Mm, Checkmate science? No, you dumb bastard. Not on this show. Yeah, that's right. Ah, oh, John, we're, let's head to break because uh, we need to we need to rinse this science off of us and get to the meat and potatoes of this, which is the truth. What's actually down there? We're going to talk about what's under and on the surface of the moon when we come back with more hysteria. Fifty one. Maybe gravy. You said meat and potatoes. Sets that one up. No, that, that was that was spectacular. Moon won't be hollow when I get up there. I don't even know what I that don't, means. What is that? I, can't I don't know. I don't know, but producer Lisa does. It means we are going to bury you there. <laughs> he he turned that one on you. I don't he, want he him did. to live. Is that he was, alive? That was, that was so if I kill him, is it? It's not illegal, right? No, not at all. Not at all. But I will admit that that was actually kind of clever for him. Yeah. Well. The moon shines on a dog's ass some days. <laughs> the moon shines on a robot's <laughs> ass every once in a while. Nation, uh, we are back and we are ready to talk about our friend David Ike. Some more David Ikeness. Reptile wins. Fatality. He should have his own intro music. We need to bring him up more often because uh At least he's not racist about it. He's crazier than Jaybird, but I I have never well I shouldn't say he's not I I haven't seen writings of his that portend that oh god uh, yeah I'm after this I'm probably gonna have to edit that out because I look up oh no here it is here it is <laughs> oh shit oh he called him what yeah <laughs> like what? I'm very racist towards the Peruvian people <laughs> why is that even a thing I hate Eskimos yeah. what wait what <laughs> I I have no problem with them they They're beat in us it to win it <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's that's why I got a wife he sells way them, out of my He sells league. them ketchup popsicles all the time. Yeah, here's some white gloves to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finishing my joke for, or starting my joke, because yeah, I, I started in the middle. <laughs> you skipped it. It's okay. <laughs> all right, well, David Icke is a huge proponent yep. uh, of the yeah, Hollow we, Moon. We Brent. told you. We told we, we, we told him, yeah, he's he's a big guy on it. He, he reached the conclusion after taking a leap from... General scientific consensus to say that the moon shouldn't really be there. Now, he used scientists, like I said, that said, oh, the moon's hollow and blah, blah, blah. There is truth no, to they, that. No, they said it was they said it was less dense. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, he, he jumps at those things. Exactly. These Russian scientists in Sputnik said, oh, is it hollow? Question mark. It's true, though, that a lot of scientists agree that the size of the moon is one of our solar system's biggest anomalies. What I mean is it doesn't fit the norm. It doesn't fit. It's way too big for Earth. Most physicists will say, like, holy when crap, the, it is not. When the moon was growing up, it had to buy pants in the husky section. Oh, it now shops executive cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boy. The scientific thought is that our moon would be expected to be about 40 miles in diameter, and yet it's about 2,000 miles in diameter. Whose idea was it to call kids that had to wear bigger clothing husky? Like, did you think that that was going to uh, You know what they called well? it before, Husky? 
portly. <laughs> I'll take better. Husky, you know. <laughs> but either one, was that really going to play well for that kid? Well, you know. He's really into dogs, maybe. I'm eating a lot so that I can be my favorite animal. Of course, my, my tools now are Husky. Yeah. And the, the brand Husky is... Uh, of course, is I just had my... you buy some Ryobi, so that's Yeah, fun. no, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I, get a, I got a... Um, what is that? A power... You got a drill and an impact driver. Well, I know a driver. drill. Impact driver. That's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. So... I know what a drill is. So, so back from tool time to... Uh, <laughs> The David Eichauer. So I, therefore, he deduced that because of this, because of the things that these guys are saying, it's way too big. It must have been artificially built rather than being uh, broken off of Earth as it was uh, hit by another planet. That is the thing that scientists right now, that is the leading thought of why the moon is what it is. Way back when, more than 40 years ago, <laughs> there were uh, two planets earth and another one what'd they call it thea so what what happened was you know how they always talk about if um if the various things happened and we lost the gravitational pull of the sun that earth would just spiral out of control into mm-hmm. um into space right yeah. well thea that basically happened yeah and it col- it was actually it uh, got brought into our orbit correct and it collided with the Earth. And while that, that caused some big problems on the Earth, it caused even bigger problems for Thea. Yeah, so what, what, what they say is it, they collided and pretty much sent Earth back to the starting board as in it had to reform, recool. But it, it did two things. It reformed, recooled with a lot of Thea's makeup. There was a lot of the chunks of Thea that were brought into it. And the, the only other, the Sphinx survived. That, that is true. That impact. <laughs> the other thing is... A large chunk of Thea and a large chunk of Earth broke off and went outside, got caught in Earth's orbit, and eventually cooled down and became our moon. Lots of lots of large chunks, but not when we say large, it's all relative. Small compared to planetoid size. Right. But then they all as they and they're hot and they're molten and, and lots of weird and then eventually uh they get pulled into the Earth's oh, that'd have been gravitational a hell of a thing to see. pull. If you were like somehow on a starship or something, you could watch something like that. That'd be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, those pieces get pulled into Earth's gravitational pull, and they all kind of I don't know. Imagine a bunch of pieces of play doh getting pushed yeah. together, and, and they super, become super, super, super hot. Right, and so it, it just it's same as like magma with liquid hot magma, liquid hot magma, 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 magma. <laughs> Thanks, Evot. <laughs> Yeah, so that is the prevailing thought is, you know, there were there were two. And, and then Thea and Earth, or Terra, if you read science fiction. <laughs> and, and the thing is, while that, I mean, I believe that one. Like, I think that's how it, it happened, uh, assuming it's not well, a, so a does, spaceship. You know, prevailing amount of scientists. So that's not like a, uh, but, a no, crazy I'm, thought. But my point is... That it's they're not a hundred percent on that. No, that makes the most sense, and that also that makes, makes the, sense as right. to why its makeup is weird, and there's parts of Earth that are weird, and why are these minerals here? Uh, it, they use why are there things. pieces of rock that are similar to Earth on there, and there's other pieces of rock that make no fucking sense because if, if no one can find when the meteorite came to Earth, why is there that giant chunk of vibranium in Wakanda? It's just one of those things yeah, where it, exactly. you know it fills in the gaps. It, that's exactly right. Ike says nay. That's all. Horse crap. And what is that guy from Friday Night Lights doing with all that vibranium? <laughs> Science. Michael B. Jordan. David Icke, he says nay to this. He says, the outer surface of the moon is extremely hard and contains minerals 
minerals like titanium, process metals including brass and malted milk chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And the element uranium-236 and neptunium-237 that have never been found to occur naturally. So the surface is a poor heat conductor. The spaceship, what we call the moon, is superbly constructed, he says. And if you're going to launch an artificial Sputnik, uh, it's advised to make it hollow, make it a hell of a lot easier, and, and you got a place to live. Especially if you're going to be loading 17 gajillion tons of rock onto the surface right. to make it look fake, like, or to make it look real. Throw some weapons-grade plutonium up there. That'll throw them off if they ever get here. <laughs> oh, man. But you know you know who it brings? Who? Who? Who do you think? The Libyans! <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they found me. I don't, I don't know, know how, how, but they, they found did. me. I was on the moon. <laughs> they say it's more than likely that we have they. He. He, yeah. <laughs> he says it's more than likely that we have what we have here is a very ancient spaceship, the interior of which is filled with fuel for engines and materials and appliances for repair work and instruments, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery. These are quotes that I'm using. In other words, everything needed to allow this caravel of the universe to serve as a Noah's Ark of intelligence, perhaps even as the home of a whole civilization envisaging a prolonged thousands of millions of years of existence and long wandering through space, thousands of millions of miles, and the whole of such a spaceship must be super tough to stand up to the blows of meteors and sharp fluctuations between extreme heat and cold. It only makes sense they would make it look like a moon. Can I give you my opinion of of that last quote? Please. I have the feeling. I've never gone to the NASA headquarters. Never gone to, you know, Kennedy Space Center or anything like that. Not not since the incident. Right. <laughs> they won't let me back. But I'm guessing in the gift shop that they've got a NASA-themed Mad Libs. Inconceivable! <laughs> that sounds like David Icke was playing the Mad Libs and just inserted yeah. a bunch of word, big words uh, together. The reason I said these are quotes is they don't really flow real well. Or make sense. Yeah. But... um. You know what? It's funny. Uh, not this year, but the year before, my sister got us uh, for Christmas a thing of Mad Libs. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. We actually, every once in a while, we are, are bored. I have a blast. <laughs> We're just sitting there writing in Mad Libs and stuff. Is it a fair thing to say, producer Lisa, that Brent could sit and play that by himself and you don't really need to participate? Correct. That's that's what I assume. And you know what? I'm still happy. Like I'm still surprised. <laughs> she knows which ones I filled in myself because I giggle as I'm writing them. And it says poop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh that works for everyone. What did you just buy on Amazon, Brent? The poopy doctor. I bought <laughs> one thousand stickers that say for rectal use only. So, fair listener, sign up for Patreon. You're gonna get some new stickers. <laughs> I got a thousand of these bad. Only dogs. guy I'd know that that would see that and go a thousand. How much is that? Twenty bucks? No, or five dollars. Five dollars? That's a hell of a deal. I how do I not buy that? I already put one on my phone. I just hey, which one is it? The one this is the one that's for rectal use only. Oh, <laughs> next, uh, next time he asks me to make a phone call, I will not. <laughs> Wait till Grandma asks you for that sticker. <laughs> so, so her grandma saw uh, the Hysteria 51 sticker on my phone. Her grandma's 95 years old. And she goes, oh, 
well, I didn't know that was an option. Put it on mine. She has a smartphone. She has an Hysteria 51 sticker on her Android smartphone. I'm like, so what are you going to tell people? I don't know. You're famous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So, Brent, from what I understand, uh, not all of the structures on the moon are are under the surface. You, you can't just live under the surface forever. Everyone knows. Even you know, even the reptilians come out and poke around every once in a while. Maybe get a guy elected here or there. You know, so you got to have some <laughs> things. Not to be outdone by, here's another buzzword for us, the Baltic Sea Anomaly. People see crazy stuff in the pictures that come from NASA of the moon's surface, and they love to outline it. Yeah, like like in the Baltic Sea Anomaly, where it's just kind of a generalized circle with a few notches on it. When... when uh, artist A in his mom's basement gets yeah. done with it, it looks like an elevated spaceship. Yeah, and there's certain things that y- if you look, these are kind of some bud- buzzwords, but they have the exhaust stack from a nuclear reactor or a nuclear smokestack. That's one that people love to say, and they go, well, that's proof that they're using these, you know, we talked about uranium and neptunium and things we're not even aware of, and they're just using it in nuclear reactors, and boom. Now, we never see steam coming out of that because they're smarter than us. I was about to say, I mean, we know that there's no, not much water on the moon. I shouldn't say no, but not a ton of water on the moon. How are they keeping it cool? Maybe this is the burning all that helium-3, you know? It's we just, don't know. it's science. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science, is that possible? <laughs> not when you see all the bridges that are on the moon. People love to outline bridges. Satellite dishes. Old school, literally, <laughs> 1980s scrambled porn satellite dishes on the moon. <laughs> the Anunnaki are sitting there. Earl! <laughs> Earl, can you get out there and move the satellite dish three degrees to the right? <laughs> oh, God, we got Dallas back! <laughs> the other thing that a lot of people see is these domed cities. They they find some, some round objects. They go, obviously, that's an observation room for a domed city. Now... The thing about this is, that's all well and good. Those are the things that are on the light side of the moon, the, the, the side we see. Now, the dark side of the moon isn't actually dark. It's dark to us, as we call it, because we never see it. I mean, I'd say, I'd say the album is mm-hmm. uh, I, not dark in nature, but it certainly explores the darker side of the human psyche. Well, here's the thing, Jonathan. They put it there on purpose so it doesn't spin so they can just do willy-nilly whatever the hell they want on the dark side of the moon they don't have to hide us and when those astronauts in apollo went around there they shit purple twinkies there's there's like a secrets up there a sandals resort you know (laughs) there's three or four truck stop there's a dixie truck stop for aliens my wife and i have been to a couple sandals next time i'm going to suggest sandals. you know it's like well sandals belize sandals cozumel sandals dark side of the moon let's go honey exactly the sandals sea of tranquility (laughs) sounds it sounds delightful (laughs) sounds relaxed i bet the massages are still overpriced these are the things these are just on the outside you know on the insides the sleeping quarters and things like that so, so let, Brett, let's talk about this. We haven't really gotten into this yet. Let's say for a second, I mean, I mean the truth, obviously, that the moon is hollow and that it is artificial in yeah. nature. What the only way it's artificial in nature is if aliens built it and 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 right. drug it here and put it into orbit or or flew it here. There are ancient Indian texts and things like that that talk about a time when there was no moon, and that's another thing that David Icke and a lot of these people love to tout. There's there's old passages where they talk about oh there was no moon in the sky well a lot of people go yeah because you know it was just a time yeah yeah and like a less broad spectrum look at it nope 
that's not what they're saying. And so there's always things where people can go, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> there was also a time where they, you know, killed their young because they were, you know, possessed by whatever demon they were thinking of that day. And really, the kid just had colic. Well, that just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But so let's say two part question. Right, right. First, what towing service did they get to get it here? Right. Um, I'm going to go with Lincoln Towing. I was going to go with Earl's. Earl's. Okay. Yeah. Um, second, if if that really is true, mm. who do we think's in there? And and are they still there, or were they there? Were they there five million years ago, and they've since you know moved on, and they just left the hull of the ship here? So here's the thing. It's kind of a multifaceted answer to that. So I'll first talk about: Are they still there? Well, if they were there originally, it had to. Why? It had to have been to watch for one reason or another why we build ourselves up or things like that. Now, we're to the point now, are they still there? Well, maybe, you know, people love to say, yeah, and they're the ones, you know, That's where the UFOs come and, from? Yeah. Why? Why hide? If you are smart enough to build this thing and have it towed there or whatever happened, and you have, let's say you've breadcrumb society from, you know, you know, living in caves to living in, you know, you know, skyscrapers and bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. What is the point realistically in hiding from us, you and me and the lay people, you know, the the woke, you know, Bilderberg group going NWO people with reptilian ties and stuff like that. Well, they, I'll, they, I'll tell you the answer know. to that question. What they're doing is they're assimilating into our society. Without us knowing, kind of but like, why? kind of like V, uh, uh, kind of like V, so they can take us over. Um, but we, they can't, they can't just come out in in all of their glory and say, "Here we are." Follow up question: Why didn't Valiant Thor tell us about it? Yeah, so, uh, well, maybe he did. David Ike might know a little bit more than we do, but yeah, you would think that a Venusian of his uh, stature, in, stature, intelligence, age, you know, and skin color, they would. He was he was purple, purple. If you're not familiar he, with uh, beautiful bastard, he was a beautiful bastard. Uh, if you're not familiar with Valiant Thor, he was from Venus and interacted with our government in the fifties. Fifties, yeah. I think yeah. it was fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, met with the president uh, at the Pentagon. May or may not still be here. You know. To be determined. He, he was also an avid photographer. Well, he got a lot of pictures taken of him too, and he could he could just you know make you remember things, say things, do things. Normal Venusian. Oh, see, I knew he was going to come back. You start talking about it's like Beetlejuice. You say it three times. You know, it's just one of the things. though, like, if that's the case, it's, if it's really if if you know they like we threw out buzzwords. You know, they say, well, the reptilians were in our hollow earth, and now they're in the hollow moon because they have to live that way, or. Well, it's the grays and they use it as an outpost because they're studying us and they're studying us. We're just a giant Petri dish or it's It's the the Anunnaki waiting for us to ascend to a level where they're willing to come and talk to us or it's the Transformers. It's the I mean, I saw that that documentary by Michael Bay. You do. You've got the touch. So Transformers, dark side of the moon. It stands to reason you'd have the power. Uh, uh, Okay, But what I'm saying is. Why? I mean, uh, there's all these reasons that people throw out, but that's just a really easy way to say, well, that's why they're not here. But it's the same argument, like, why, if UFOs came, why haven't they made themselves very public? I I understand that that questioning when it comes to generalized UFO talk. Mm -hmm. I less understand it when it comes to a large spaceship that's actually the moon. So, 
what we're getting at is we don't know. We don't know. If it, if it's if it's fake like that, why the secrecy? Why? If you can make it, why not just come over? We're inviting you. Maybe that's what just... it takes. I am declaring myself spokesperson for Earth. Can I get a second? Lisa blinked. So uh <laughs> everyone here knows. I'm inviting you. Come on down. So, Let us know what you want. And Brent, wait it, what you're really saying here is Hey, Rob Ratty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's it, it's if it's fake, it's uh, one of many alien races living in there and keeping an eye on us. Yeah, I, and uh, we didn't even get into because this could be another episode or what. Some people don't think it's fake, as in another uh, an artificial satellite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's a hologram. Well, it's a hologram. Or it's a small rock, you know. It, it is a a dimly lit light that oh, in the firmament, its own in light. the firmament. All yes, these, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of things, you know. That 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 harkens back to our flat Earth episodes, and you know, and then the Hollow Earth, and you know, then maybe it's a Stargate. <laughs> Just you know, pick your buzzword. And uh, uh, well, you know that that's an interesting. If the Earth is hollow, the Moon almost has to be hollow. I'm using science here. Well, flat earthers say, well, Mars is round. Why? Because we've observed it to be round. <laughs> we've never observed the Earth to no, be No, the round. point I'm making is if the Earth is hollow, let's use some science here, um, it's going to be a lot less dense, and its gravitational pull isn't going to be strong enough to hold on to a non-hollow moon. So I just scienced my way into this whole thing, bitch. There you have it, Hysteria Nation. What say you? Do you guys think it's hollow? Do you think that there's little green men, gray men, bright blue avian men? A bunch of conspiracy there? bots. Yeah, yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, just, you know, slaving away in there. Or is it just Thea just slammed into Terra one day and formed Earth and and uh, the moon came out of that and that's why it's so big and doesn't fit the or bill with everything else? Or is it made of else? green cheese? That, that might be. And that's why they haven't, it's actually hollowed out green cheese, that's why they haven't... Um, let themselves be known because they're really enjoying the fondue right right it's delicious tell us how can they tell us well they can go to hysteria nation it's on facebook you just got get in facebook type in that little search bar hysteria nation and you will be open to the the wonders that are our discussion group right right and don't forget facebook.com slash hysteria 51 bothers where you can find this episode all our other episodes hop on twitter at hysteria 51 pod don't forget we're also on Instagram. We're always throwing up fun photos on there. And if you can't remember any of our social media, just go to our website. This is the easiest one to yep. remember. Hysteria51.com. What you can a see clever our, name. I know it is. Uh, you can see our beautiful mugs right there on the uh, on the front screen along with our featured guests. Yep. The most important thing, you can spin the wheel of conspiracy yourself. Yep. Have a new water cooler conversation every time you leave your desk. It's that simple. Leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Hear your voice on the show. 773-669-7277. Another way you can listen to the show. You can get extra episodes of the show. Weekly radio dramas. Awesomeness. We're going to do some live video chats coming up. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria 51. And long overdue, we got some members. Oh, and by the way, about. by the way. To these new members that we're about to mention. By the by. By the by. We are mere dollars away from our initial goal. And as we've promised, when we hit that initial goal, 
every Patreon member will be invited to record something for this podcast. This can be whatever you want, not just the voicemail or no racism. But if you want to plug your, if you want to plug like As our, we, had our to, we had to boot somebody from Hysteria Nation yeah. for said racism, and then they hop back onto Hysteria Fifty One on Facebook, just the regular Facebook. And we had to page. boot them off there. Them off there and too. I actually said thank you for saying something because I'd forgotten to kick you out of here. So <laughs> don't don't be racist. That that, that sounds so silly to have to say. All we ask is no hate speech. That's all we ask. Yeah, yeah. But we got some heroes. We do have some heroes. We got some heroes that we're gonna we're gonna throw out. You know what? I'm feeling froggy. Let's name them all, John. We're going to start back over. Let's name everyone because we love them so much. Angelo Lombardo, our newest member. I can only think that he's got muscles for days and is just a beautiful, beautiful human being. I mean, he's the muscles from Brussels. Yeah, but he's not from there. And Well, uh, you don't know that. He could be. That's true. I don't, I don't want to say no. I, I'm sure there were some Italian men that migrated to Brussels at one point. Brian Bernier. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm horrible with names. Bernier. Bernier. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that with everybody's name. Uh, Brian Gutowski. Gutowski. Uh, he sounds like a that that should be on the back of a football jersey. <laughs> Brock, do you play? Do you play for the Patriots? Brock Masters sounds like one of the the names that they were given the guy in that uh, episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Slab bulkhead. Fridge, large meats. Punt, speed junk. Butch, deadlift. Bold, big flank. Flint, iron stag. Bolt, vander huge. Thick, McRun fast. <laughs> we put our faith in blast hard cheese. Buff, drink lots. <laughs> Buck, plank chest. Stump, junkman. Dirk, hard peck. Rip, steak face. Slate, slab rock. Crud, bone meal. <laughs> Brock Masters sounds like a champion. A winner and a patriot. He sounds somewhat like someone that I would allow babysit your children. I, You've only got one. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so good, I'm going to have two by the time he's done. We got Chris Lame, Chris Lane, Corey Har, one of our first patrons ever, still in there. Edwin Hernandez Corey, Gunn. Corey Har has a beautiful mane of hair. <laughs> Say this one for me, John. We're going to mess this one up. Gisa Shans? Uh, Gisa, if we're saying your name wrong, we apologize. We did not brush up on our German. So that'd probably be Shans. Shans. Yeah. Gisa Shans. Uh, we're going to go through these. Jake Kelly, Jason Jones. I love the alliteration. Jeffrey McAvoy. Are you related to the guy in Split? Uh, or, James McAvoy. Or X-Men. Uh, John Yelland. John Byron Duplessis? I think that's how you say Duplessis. it. Duplessis. Duplessis. Manny Campos. Michelle Young. Michelle Campbell. Can't have pa too many Michelles. Paul Curtis. Ray Walden, who's he's been on an up all night and will be on an upcoming show. Robert Kane. Ray Larson. Robert Kane is a beautiful man. Speaking of beautiful men, Sam Culper. Samuel J. Culper the third to you. We got Shelly Renee. I made that part up, I think. Maybe or maybe not. Tazzy Gal. And last, but very much not least, and, and also, outside of Corey Har, one of our very first people to ever pledge the show, UFO Bros, badass podcast. You guys got to go listen to it. Thank you, guys. Two brothers. They do an awesome show, and they have done everything from talk to Giorgio Sukalos. They've been to the, the gates of Area 51 humping an inflatable... <laughs> alien that's one of my favorites <laughs> they literally were humping it and, and filming it so excellent show check them out and um those are actually the smartest people that listen to this show 
You want to prove that wrong? It'll just cost you a dollar. <laughs> if you do donate, anything from a dollar on up gets you all our extra stuff, and we really appreciate and it. And in all seriousness, if you can't, if you're in a financial situation where that's not a possibility, we still love yeah, you, absolutely. and we appreciate you listening. What you can do for free, though, what you can do for absolutely free is to hop on iTunes and give us a review, five st- a rating and a review. Five stars if you don't mind. The review, you can say whatever you want about Brent. That's right. Uh, just not Joe Beck. Just we hate him. Can we Remember quit that? talking about Joe Peck on our <laughs> iTunes reviews? So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. <laughs> oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.